more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. It is five after five here on High Tide, and welcome to the cavalcade of comedy. Now, PJ's busy on a text oh, this morning. Yes. He sent another text. He said, if Grant doesn't have electronics for his big trip to Pitwater, does that mean that with a compass and a map, which he hasn't produced, uh, purchased yet, but he'll have it before he goes, he'll be dead, He's reckoning? He's waiting and pacing. <laughs> It's not hard. You go out the head, you turn left, and you take the first left. That's what Gilligan said, too. Yeah. A three-hour cruise. A three-hour... Well, this thing's about six, isn't it? How slow are you going to go? I'm in a boat that's not been any fouled. <laughs> Aren't you going to jump in the water and give it a scrub first? Well, I've done that. I, 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 I'm not going to jump in, no Why way. Why not? <laughs> You're independently wealthy. I'll bring the hook. It might become Moby Dick. Oh, you can borrow my hooker unit if you want. You jump over the side and give it a scrub. Yeah, no. Get there in half the time. Yeah. It's good for you. No, there's plenty. The, the great thing is the, the competition in Sydney Harbour for people to go down and scrape your boat. It's very, very, very competitive. So you can get it at a sensible price. Get it for nothing if you use the hooker unit. You've got a battery on board, hook it up and away you go. He won't have a battery. I've, if he does, I've he'll, got have a one of the, he'll have a propeller at the back to get the free <laughs> oh. air. Oh, let's go to Laurie McIntyre. He's used to all these sort of people who go unprepared, aren't you, Laurie? Oh, gee, you, Laurie, help me out. Hello? Hello? We there? We on the <laughs> air? Yeah, we yeah, yeah. sit around and squabble. He's having a bad day today. <laughs> They're picking on him. <laughs> I, I look, Grant, I used to... I was in the Maritime for 11 years. I used to scrape a lot of yachties off the beaches up here. <laughs> and the usual thing, I actually said, the, the usual thing was, yeah, you keep the green stuff on the left and the blue stuff on the right, and there's no drama. You don't have to worry about things like solitary islands or, you know, fish rock or anything else. Just bash into them and just, you know, if you bump off them, keep going. Yeah. And then I got one bloke one day who had a oh, $200,000-odd Beneteau, pretty new. I don't know what they are today, probably half a million today. And he just, you know, I said, have you got a chart? You know, can you, what, what are you, and he pulls out a shell roadmap. <laughs> well, the ones used to buy, they sort of expanded out to about 12 leafs. Shell roadmap. Something hang on, hang on. His chart. When, when we're talking to Grant about charts, he said, I've got a phone. Yeah, I know. I did yeah, not. I did. I got electronics, I got a phone. Yeah, no, I, no, I said I've got a radio. I'll write it and send it to the head office. And, you know, they want to book you for neck down if they can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we said, anyway, it's all right, it'll be fun, Grant. We'll just watch out for a long reef. Oh, it sounds like a bloody hoot. <laughs> just watch out for a long reef. It sticks out away. So <laughs> give it a couple of hundred metres because mother box at the end there used to, used to trap a heap of them. Oh, so, yes. Anyway, not to worry, all fun. We will have videos of it, there's you'll, no problem. Oh, yeah. Does the boat actually come with an engine or it doesn't? No, no, it didn't come with it. Oh, he went and bought an engine. Oh, here we go. Oh, no, 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 not the poos, not that thing. That's just a mechanised anchor. <laughs> You're not far wrong. <laughs> anyway, we better get on. We've got lots to cover today, so rather than... Oh, I wish you would. Grant, he gets enough slack. He gets enough from all you blokes. Mind you, he did ask me, Indigo. Ronnie, thank you for the sausage rolls. Beautiful. Hang on, you got sausage We didn't get any. Week, so he gave... Uh, coming. He, dropped, he coming? dropped a couple of bags of them over to... Um, 
uh, Alex and Marty Galea, who, who were coming up to her, I'd say we're coming up here. So after bagging him, thank you, Roddy. Delicious pork and fowl and some other sort Yeah, he does a great job. Truffle. Does a great job. Yeah, truffle. One with truffle. That's it. Mm. Yeah, pretty seriously good sausage roll. Yeah. He should be a... Uh, I don't know where he was. He's making he's making some for high tide as of as we speak. Could that that could be Grant's last day. meal. When are we having a high tide open <laughs> day, Kieran? Well, we're thinking about a high tide flotilla to follow Grant up to Pitwater. <laughs> we'll all come up with him. Yeah, well I'll be there in about uh, from from the heads to Broken Bay, what do you reckon, Alan? I'll get there in half an hour. Yep. yep. About, I want to cruise at thirty four K, thirty eight K. I'll be there in half an hour. <laughs> I'll get up there and set the table for you all and light the barbecue, Good. drink the beer, and I'll wait. <laughs> over at, I'll, I'll go over to the basin, over to, um, Mac, um, not Mackerel Beach, what's the basin over there called? Coaster's Retreat. Yep. The nicest spot in Pitwater for anyone who hasn't been up there. Absolutely gorgeous. Don't I'll tell join, anyone. I'll join you. Yeah, you come with me, Kira. I've got nice soft seats and everything. It's lovely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It would be anyway, great. But no roof. Uh, as everybody, or if you've been listening, yes, I, you see on Facebook, you'll see Melinda Pavey with a bunch of big flathead and um, what else do you get? Pearl perch, pigfish, leather jackets, mowies, you name it, we got it. Yeah. I hope you so let her clean the ball. First fishing lesson. But I, I gathered from having her on the boat, she wasn't, her fishing, she's still got L plates on. Her old man, Warren, he can fish. He's pretty clever. And then. Uh, the, the Whoa. Whoa. There's a gap there, Laurie. There's a gap there when you said that it, her husband can fish. Well, he can. He's that he's clever. clever. Yeah. Uh, it's the word clever. That mean that M- Melinda's oh, well, not that clever. smart? Melinda's very clever too, but she just hasn't fished much. She's got L plates on, that's all. She just needs to... You know, I've got to... T- next, what, what I've realised, given where she lives, I'll have to teach her how to spin a few flatheads, so... Uh, when, when the spring comes, when spring October comes, I'll, I'll wander up there and with the boat and we'll spin up a few nice flatties. But she's obviously a bit of a cook. I gather from all the little words in between and what she was talking to Julie when she was here uh, that, that uh, she really can cook. So she sort of understood the difference, you know, how to steam a, how to steam a pearl perch in ginger and shallots. She had all that figured out. And by the way, Kieran, I paid poor Alex and Marty, or Alex anyway, Alex fished with me for two days. Yeah. We caught some some nice flatties in the river, but we caught five mud crabs. He got none of them, and Melinda got them all. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. I couldn't work. I hope I haven't sent Alex home wondering whether he was offside with me or something, but, you know, I just caught him because Melinda's a bit bit partial to a mud crab. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't like to be in the way. He just looked at me. Yep. She can give you one of those looks. I don't know. She's a good politician. But anyway, she's learned. Well, look, if you live on where she lives by the water, you've got to learn how to fish. Simple as That's that. Right. So, well, but no, we had a good day. We had enjoyed the day. It was calm. There were whale, plenty of whales. You said, well, she'll come on later, I presume. Plenty of whales swimming past and dolphins. And we went down along the cliffs looking for tail. I didn't get any. Got a few bonito. So now we've got a few bonito as well. So yeah, look, the whole day was a lot of fun. Well, mate, we, I don't fish big long days, so I just I, we we're back at the we we're back at the ramp at eleven o'clock. So very nice, very tidy day. Good. Yeah, good. And we're doing the same this morning. I'm going out with Terry to to bait the traps. We haven't the crab traps don't have any bait in them at the moment. So I'll go. We just, when the last day with Alex, I didn't have any bait, so I zoomed around and just grabbed the crabs out. But today, yeah, and I fished Friday in the river again. 
just with the lures, and I got ten. This time, you know, I know you don't know I didn't keep any folks. I let them all go. I got ten flathead and uh, and three brim. So there's obviously plenty of flathead. So I can't believe how many flathead are in the river. And by now, usually the water goes a bit cool, and they don't hit the lures that well. These things were all over the lures. Let me tell you. So there's obviously, you know, if you can't catch a feed of flathead, you're not trying. So anyway, so no, it's been an exciting week, and the coming week, <laughs> I've got the excitement of going to the dentist, I think, on Wednesday, whatever day it is. I think, there's a, I think there's something on every single, Julie's put something on every single day this week, so I can't go fishing. So I'm obviously, I've obviously overdone it a little bit the last three weeks. But... <laughs> Hang on, Al, you're not going to buy a nice boat and not go fishing. Let's look, get it straight. Let's... Oh, they all, you, can, you asked Melinda about putting the boat back on the trailer. She thought putting the boat on the trailer was just like some sort of magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call the thing at the front that clips on the little <laughs> click-clack, little click-clack thing that clicks onto the... Anyway, she thought, this is very... Retriever, mate. Yeah. I said, no, just drive out. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Drive out. We'll button it all up over, over there and park in the shade and button it all up and put the, and put the uh, straps on and we go home. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Oh, this is pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> no winch, no anything. Yes, that's good. No, no, the, the, the system is good. Yeah. And the other thing is the boat's properly adjusted for the trailer, so everything everything happens at controlled speed, and you know, and everything's right. It's really good. But yeah. this is the boat you got from Blake's Maroon. Yeah, it's Blakey's. Yeah, Blakey's boat. Blakey boat number one that I had. The Blake who bought it, whacked it into a sandbank the other night at about 30 kilometres an hour. It's looking a bit... Mm, a bit second-hand? Looks like it needs a bit of welding. Yes. But not my pack on. If you're going to run around the river in the middle of the night with no, you know, chasing jewfish, <laughs> there are sandbanks. <laughs> you have to slow down. Well, just, just 30 knots around the river at night is not for me, but anyway. No. What's been caught outside? Okay, outside, well, obviously, Pearl Perch, Kieran's our fish of the week. Yeah, right. Just so, just for the record, Melinda did get the biggest one. We caught about ten pearlies. So Melinda, we actually kept four, but okay, Melinda so got the biggest what, one. What you're saying to me and, is... Uh, her old man got the biggest flat. He got a beautiful big blue spot uh, flatty, about a kilo and a bit. So, uh, no, but, uh, so, but, but outside, bottom fishing, really good. If you really want to go fishing, I should tease Graham Donaldson a bit. There's... Mm, Terrific number of striped marlin out along the 60 metre line. Both fads, Hathead Fat and uh, uh, the Fat off South West Rocks, if they're still there. Well, they were there through the week. So uh, When my mate got out there the other morning, all the dolphin fish were jumping out of the water. He's going, what's going on here? So he chucked a live slimy in on an egg beater and instantly hooked up to a 60 or 70 kilos striped marlin. So, <laughs> But that wasn't there. There was a tomo- everybody who was out there had a marlin story, so there must have been a lot. And there was one of the young fellows, which is good. Young fellows need the sort of sport. He hooked about a two hundred kilos blue marlin on twenty four. He put a he put a dolphin fish on a hook and trolled it around and got a blue marlin. Hooked the blue marlin, and uh, yeah, kept him busy for two and a half hours till he just couldn't take it anymore and busted it off. <laughs> good bit of fun. Hey, good fun. You, yeah, young, uh, young fella sport. That's right. Mate, oh, this catching marlin. Look, it all looks terrific and spectacular. And I've caught, obviously caught hundreds of them. But, and, uh, and, and what's he, Bobby Dean behind me, he's caught some big ones. He really, I haven't caught any really, well, my best one's about 200 kilo, or 160 kilo. And, uh, 
But yeah, when you, when they come out of the, when they fly out of the water and they're over two hundred kilo, let me they're very impressive. And if you're in a tinny, you, you start thinking, what am, oh, gee, what am I going to do now? It's like the dog chasing the car. You know, he grabs once he gets hold of the tire, he's got to make some decisions. <laughs> do we need to take so, a break? Anyway, break so, yeah, so it's been been a big week out there. So uh, lots of dolphin fish, lots of and, and lots of good dolphin fish too, and obviously lots of marlin. Few striped tuna kicking around in the same area, and little yellowfin. So it's worth going out around the fads. Obviously, if you take some heavy gear, if you're going to do it, uh, and then obviously the bottom fishing very good. Charter boats had a couple of a good week. They're fishing a long way north, though. They're fishing halfway, well, basically up towards Nambucca. So they're they're uh, they're working pretty pretty good country up there. A lot of reef, uh, but there's been a lot of tuskies, a lot of pearlies, few trags. Fair few good snapper in the two kilo range caught, and uh, and plenty of other bits and pieces. So offshore's great, yeah, extra good, and obviously the river's good. But uh, Beach and Rock, my next door neighbour's been out there, um, and he caught uh, what he catch on the beach the other night. Six, he had six big brim and two big tailor. So there's obviously plenty of fish moving along Smoky Beach, and so all of that is really really good. Okay, lovely. lovely. Well, and Melinda will tell you, when we got to the boat ramp, the first thing we had to do was 20 minutes worth of first aid to some bloke. So. <laughs> okay. But You're not leaving a mushroom draw, Next time we a really bad weekend, Kieran, we'll just discuss what you actually put in a first aid kit. What happened, this guy came into the, um, to the boat, to the um, pontoon, put a single loop on the uh, on the little cross, to, like the cross bar on the V-bollard, I don't know what they call it. T-bollard or something like that. Put it over. Lent back with full weight to pull the boat into the uh, into the thing, and it let go. His rope let go, and he went he went backwards <laughs> at great pace and cracked his head on a on the uh, on the gunnel on the other side. So poor old Warren had to patch him up and made him look like a, 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 a Sikh. Put a big turban on him. Oh, he had. I mean, he, he fed him and cut himself. He had a few stitches worth on his scone and uh, patched him up. We got the we got the first aid kit out and. Uh, Patched him up all for free. Warren didn't even charge him. I would have left him with the doctor's pill. Doctors, leave him, you know. <laughs> doctors don't muck around. Not that I think Warren's a doctor, but if you're going to patch someone up, you've got to give him a tab. You know. <laughs> could be worse, though. He could have to come and work with Kieran and Blakey and get past that story with the broken skull. We'll come back after this break. If you're an adult who has difficulties with reading, writing or spelling, the Reading Writing Hotline has some very good news. It can actually be easier to take the plunge and improve your reading and writing skills than to keep putting it off. Phone the Reading Writing Hotline and find out how. Their number is 1300 That's the Reading Writing Hotline and they're there to help. 1300 Go on, take the plunge. Every mine eventually comes to an end. But the use of the land never should. It's why Glencore is a leader in mine rehabilitation in Australia, working to return Glencore coal mines to native forests and usable farmland. We do this because we believe it's the responsible thing to do. To learn more, visit glencore.com.au. Glencore, advancing everyday life.
Looking for innovative appliances designed with the environment in mind? Then look no further. For over 110 years, Whirlpool has been a leader in kitchen and laundry appliances. Using patented Sixth Sense technology, Whirlpool guarantees outstanding results while saving precious time and energy. Watching the footy feel like a hot pie at halftime? The Whirlpool Crisp and Grill Microwave will cook you a perfectly crisp pie in only eight minutes, just in time for kickoff. So, have you got a Whirlpool? Visit whirlpool.com.au. It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au The last end of financial year deals are on now with great savings across the range. Get $1,000 free accessories on the two-seat Ranger 570, the three-seat Ranger Northstar and the six-seat Ranger Northstar Crew. Get 2,000 free accessories on the upgraded 23 Ranger Diesel and a whopping $3,000 free accessories on the Ranger XP1000. On top of that, finance is also available to approve purchases at a 6.99% rate. Don't miss out. See your local Polaris dealer. Polaris, think outside. G'day, it's old rivals Ben Hennett and Josh Morris. At Coach, you can hire whatever you want for the job, like a floor grinder. Or a floor stripper, eh? Or a road saw. <laughs> or an excavator. Or even a power drill. <laughs> what is that? Okay, Josh, you won this round. Hire any equipment for any job. Visit your nearest Coates or Bunnings Warehouse. Coates, equipped for anything. This is 2SM Sydney. On 2SM and the Super Network, High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go it is 23 after 5 here on High Tide, chatting with Laurie McAnally <laughs> about skull fractures. Skull fractures. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Well, head injuries are pretty common in amongst the fishing fraternity. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, well. And the same with yachties with a boom. Whack. Oh, when I was yeah, in America, I'm here, but that was another one. We used to get it when you work Sydney Harbour, you get called out regularly to... People getting whacked by the boom or getting whacked or, or whacked by the boom and thrown overboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were the cruising yacht club guys when they were racing on Wednesdays. That always seemed to be a pretty common occurrence. Yes. They don't go back and pick the bloke up. Oh, no. We're racing. The race is more important. They go back, they expect the, they expect the, uh, you know, the fellow in the rubber ducky that's following them around to pick them up. Just sit, you know, just, just tread water till that fella in the rubber ducky gets you. Don't they realise you get disqualified if you don't finish with the same amount of crew as what I you started what with? They, did. they were, they were pretty. They were, I always thought it was just wonderful when I worked there that I could actually leave work at midday and and tell the boss I was going round to CYC to go in the midweek race as part of my work. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a very good idea, Laurie. You know, go round, you know, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, and I did that. And I used to go to the Alfred every now and again down at uh, Pitwater. And for, for people who are lawyers and doctors, it seemed to be the most of them, they've got some funny words at the start that they use at each other. <laughs> and they were all jocking at the start there. There used to be some words my mother never taught me. 
Yeah. I used to get I used to take it really seriously. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you bet. Especially the blokes out of the RPA. Oh right, yeah, yeah, Royal Prince Alfred. That's yeah, that's yep. pit water. Yeah. But everyone, every single person who lives on the water around pit, pit water is like a big basin. If it's quiet, you can hear every single word Absolutely. that's on those yachties yeah. from your house. You can sit on my veranda if people are sitting out on their boat yeah. having, a, having a night. You know, it's like 10 o'clock at night. You can hear the conversation. That's right. Well, you, you can hear those special words too. And they'd yeah. be into each other. Well, and... well let me tell you, Grant yeah. was complaining this morning he didn't get any sleep yesterday because those special words and that were coming out from his neighbours. And then earlier... He was telling us how he lives in such a leafy, wonderful area. Correct, Al? Exactly right. Who was uh, who was whinging? Grant. Grant. Oh, Grant lives in leafy North Shore. He's, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting because of elevated teal, and they all want to really get into, uh, uh, you know, alternative energy. I'm waiting for, alternative the, I'm waiting for the, all the wind power generators to be built on... Long Reef Golf Course. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I reckon a good dozen there, dozen on Palm Beach, a dozen on North Head, and that's just for starters. And Grant's having one on the back of his boat. Yeah, well, they've all He doesn't want to pay for anything, so he's just one free wind. All the propellers on top of their caps. Solar. Their brains cool. Solar, yeah. it's way quieter. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got it. I'm just going to install it. <laughs> what have you got? Solar. Oh, yeah, solar panels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How much? How many, how many uh, only, only babies at the moment, 150. Well, they're trickled. you just got to trickle charge the battery. Yeah, that's, that's all, I'm, all I'm thinking about at the moment. yachts, mostly they sit there. They're sort of like a garden home, but on, the, on a mooring. Yeah, you, you're not wrong there. And, you know, it's so sad. Like, I'll, I'll go down to the yacht club and I'll, I'll walk through and I'll look at all the boats in the yacht club and all the boats that are moored around it and just think, why wouldn't you be out on it? What are you doing? And well, this is in summer, not in and bad weather. weather like we've got. Anyway, we better get back to fishing here. Yes. Just while we were doing a bit of learning fishing, there was a few... Because bottom bashing is so popular, you know, for snapper and pearlies and all this sort of stuff, and charter boat fishing is so popular, just just a couple of quick clues. A lot of people, when they first start... And when you, well, lately I've had people on board who are not fishermen, so they're out there... Just the simple things. They all think you should have bigger hooks because they all think they're going to mm-hmm. catch a whale. Just two o or three o hooks, folks. Don't don't go putting five. And, you know the average fish has got a fairly small mouth. Um, but you know I, I never use anything bigger than two or three o. Nice and strong though, strong and sharp. If you just want a place to start, the most common hook, just the the red, just of those chemically sharpened suicides. Uh, they're red coloured in the little packets. Just get a couple of you know just a dozen of them. Uh, lead, lead. What you do along the, if you're three or four of you fishing, or you're on a charter boat, the best thing you can all do is the same size sinker and the same size line. Yes. There's a reason for this because the boat, on nice days, on nice days, the boat drifts straight. On days that aren't nice, which is common, the boat does not drift straight. And when the boat drifts in 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 um, directions other than straight, your your lines will cross. So it's very important. If every if everybody fishes the same weight sinker, same breaking strain line, you'll you'll uh, you'll all drift the same way. So you'll you'll you will. I won't say you'll stop the tangles. You will minimise your tangles. The other thing is baits. Baits should be thin. You cut your baits nice and thin, about the size of your um, 
middle finger, not middle finger, index finger or pinky finger or little, whatever, but cut the baits thin. Don't use great big golf balls of bait because they're very hard for the fish to swallow and you miss a lot of hookups. And you put the hook through one end of the bait once. And that allows the fish to strike, to eat the bait very quickly, rapidly. And at the end of it, the hook has got a nice clean strike. If you fill the, if you fill the hook up with bait, you'll miss a lot of your strikes. There you go. Okay, so Laurie. Little basic things. And of course, you wind down to your sinker, keep the weight against the sinker. And uh, keep your rod tip pointed to the, at the water. And when the fish strikes, you just lift to shoulder height. Don't do what my mate Terry does. And he actually hits the, he actually fish, hits the fish that hard. <laughs> he, nearly turns, he nearly does a somersault. Just pulls out a set of jaws. <laughs> okay, we're going to go, Laurie. With braid, we all fish braid these days. Don't fish with mono. You must fish out there with braid because the reason for braid, braid gives you absolute direct contact with your hook. Okay, we're going to go. Yeah, no, time to go. Oh, God, it's 25, 27 past. Bye-bye. See you, Laurie. Thank you. <laughs> when our son was in hospital on his 10th birthday and you gave him a call to wish him happy birthday, he's just turned 65. Oh, God. So you and I and my wife have been together for a very long time. I mean, honestly, John, you are one of the most non-biased presenters on Australian radio, you always show both sides of the story, and that's why I listen to you. Just want to say thanks for having a space that we can just share our opinions, man. I really appreciate that. Being a, a young fellow myself, I just feel like that voice is going, you know? Just people speaking their minds, man. I just want to say thank you for having a space to do it. Well, that's all right. It's here for you every day, so you don't have to go far, Sam. You can express your point of view here every day of the week if you want to. The John Lewis Show, weekdays from 9am on 2SM. Whether you dream of winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal or three, like the Australian Jackaroos, or you're just searching for your next social competitive sport, that could make you a local legend. The skills you've honed over a lifetime of playing sport will make you a legend on the bowls green. And that green is just up the road. Bowls, local legends wanted. Find a club near you. Visit bowls.com.au and click on Find a Club. Do you suffer from mild arthritis, osteo and other aches and pains? With its natural organic ingredients, Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel might assist you. Always read the label, use only as directed and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockers, Go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040-66-71-359. For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. Sustained performance in league is more than just one great game. It's about playing consistently game after game, season after season. It's the same with your super. Because if you're with Host Plus, you're with a super fund with a history of long-term top performance. Host Plus. 
we go with you. This is general advice only. Consider the relevant Host Plus PDS available at hostplus.com.au before deciding if Host Plus is appropriate for you. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Yes, welcome back to High Tide. Good to be with you on this Sunday morning, as it is good to be with Peter Johnson. PJ, my friend, how are you going? I'm going well, Grant, and I hope uh, you and uh, Alan and Kieran are all well. Well, I'm well, and I don't care about the others, so that's fine. Um, mate, really keen to find out, because I've got to be honest with you, straight out, I stuff this up quite regularly. How do I make a good batter? How do I do it well, to get it right, I suppose, is probably well, well, the question. For the, people, for the people that have problems making batter, there's several commercial batter mixes out there that you can buy at your Coles, your Woolies, or your IGA. Um, quite simple to make, and if you want a batter, and I'll go through the different types of batters, okay? Yeah, yeah. If you want a tempura batter, very light, very light um, flour, um, a little bit of corn flour mixed in with it. So, say, say if you're going to make up uh, enough to do so some prawns or some whiting fillets or something in a tempura batter. Half a cup of plain flour, uh, a a quarter of a cup of um, cornstarch or corn flour, and ice-cold water. Corn flour. See, that's what I think I've been missing. I've never put corn flour in a batter, and corn flour is the thing that thickens it up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so it, it gets in there and it gives it the crunch when you, it, it gets in there, you know? Yeah. That's a simple one for tempura batter. Now, if you want to make – you know when you go to the fish and chip shops and you, you, you get a piece of deep-fried fish in batter? Yeah. And it's golden yellow? Yes. Listen to this very carefully. Mm-hmm. You start off with one cup of plain flour. Yeah. A pinch of salt. And a quarter a cup of custard powder. Custard powder. Yep. Is that what creates the colour? And, and, and a bit of a flavour too. Golden yellow. So you whisk your salt, your flour, and your custard powder really well together. Oh. Then use some ice cold soda water. What you mentioned. You mentioned ice cold soda water there, and you mentioned ice cold water before. Why? Why the cold water? Uh, so cold water it gives it gives the um, it gives the batter a bit of body. Yeah. If you use if you use um, just room temperature water, it it can be a little bit thinner. Okay. And so the soda the soda water aerates it and gives it a fluffy puffy type. If you want a real thick, dense batter, just use tap water. Yeah, but the um, the carbon in the um, it keeps, it keeps working in the flour when you mix yeah. it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I suppose. Can you expand on that too? Like, like if you've got a little bit of a spicy taste, like put some chili in it, and or even you know make a like a salt and uh, salt and pepper. Yeah, well, that, for that's, it. that's one of the other things I was leading into. So you can you can get go back to your tempura powder. Yeah, and use white pepper yeah. and chili salt if you can get the chili salt. Chili salt, yeah. Yep. In, and and the white pepper and add a add a teaspoon of white pepper into the mix of your um, tempura batter. Yeah. Because tempura is nice and thin. Okay. Yeah. And that's what you want to do. So add add the uh, add the chili salt and then the uh, white pepper. Stir that in with with your water and then that's your salt and pepper batter. That's interesting. That is yeah. interesting. And then. The good old beer batter. Now, the funny thing is I found it's best to pour the beer out of the can or the bottle into a bowl and then keep lopping it a couple of times into another bowl to get a lot of the gas out. Okay, so you want to reduce the amount of gas in you there. You want to reduce the amount of gas in it. So you don't want it fluffy. You want to end up with a, um, a, a pot of flour. And, you know, like two inches of head across the top of it like, like a big floppy beer. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you just work it till a lot of the gas comes out and then the, the beer, the beer um, flavour gives it that uh, brown texture as well when you cook it. Yeah. So you get the beer. The, the flavour's not that strong, you know, and – I just generally use what I've got in the fridge. I don't go and get anything special, you know. Like if I've got if I've got rushes there, I use rushes. Yeah. Um, like a can of cores, well, I do that. And if there's that um, in, it's quite normal. So whatever your favourite beer is, just whack that in and it works pretty well. well. At least I found a use for about 400 cans of Fosters that I've got because you won't drink it. You'd be about the only person on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not <laughs> now that that's fascinating. I never thought about the carbon thing because the the um that uh, aerating the batter. I mean, you could you you don't even have to limit yourself to seafood. There, you could make all sorts of things with that, couldn't you? Go and get your zucchini flowers and do them in that tempura batter. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually sitting here thinking. Um, like I, I do enjoy my cooking, as we, you and I have discussed before. Um, I really enjoy it, and I'm thinking there's a whole heap of different things that I could incorporate into that. I mean, I'm not so big on the deep frying um, sort of a sort of sort of an approach. I, I I tend to go for more grilled sort of things. Is there a is there a batter you can suggest for something like that? Well, now I. <laughs> Or a crumb mix. What I tend to do with grilling is just plain out seasoning. Yeah. Right. So I'll, I'll. This is where my herbs come into it. So onion salt. Yeah. Um, tarragon. And smoked paprika. Now, you can get paprika, and you can get smoked paprika. Yeah. And the smoked paprika is just a totally another dimension. Yeah. Right. And and so things like celery salt and onion salt are really, really nice as a season. 
Um, sometimes if you want if you want a little bit of sweetness, a bit of brown sugar, because that'll caramelise under the heat of the grill. Yeah, I do all my onions in in brown sugar because it just it just makes them just like such great for such great onions for hamburgers and things, you know. Yeah. Now, if you want to do um, if you want to do something different and you want to like bake your fish or shallow fry it, and you use egg and bread like egg wash and and breadcrumbs. Yeah. Some grated, like grate your own palmers and in through the egg, uh, through the breadcrumbs, and then roll your fish after you dip it in the egg wash into that breadcrumb and grated parmesan. That'd be an interesting taste. Yeah, and then if you bake it, it just runs through and oh, geez, it's nice. So if you've got a fish that's got a strong oily texture, like say a mullet, yeah, or a tailor, and you want to just um. Do a vegan breadcrumb. Try the parmesan in it, and it takes the edge out of that oily bit. You know. Yeah. Okay. Um, some fish have standout flavours, and other fish don't. So it's a matter of trying your flavour. Fish like brim can be quite a strong taste, and so can a snapper. And the bigger the snapper is, the more the dark meat that gets up around the back of the head. The same as a mowong, you get that little touch of redness in the, in the flesh, well, that's yeah. quite strong. So that's where you can mask it with a bit of parmesan cheese and some um, paprika. Because it's a difficult thing, like not just with regard to seafood, with anything. I mean, the worst thing you can do uh, with anything that you're cooking is over-season because all you're tasting is season seasoning and you're not, you're not getting the, uh, the raw, the, the taste of the, the raw product and getting that balance right. Uh, so, but still being able to taste the fish, but giving it a bit of zing as opposed to drowning it in those flavours. Um, yeah. And with fish, it's probably harder than, than poultry or, 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 or red meats because, as you say, depending on what fish you've got, you've got a different level of taste coming out of it. So I, I could... So, like, for my money of whiting, like sand whiting, I just take the fillets off and dust them in some seasoned flour, which is just simple salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just a beautiful taste. Um, just, yeah, just shallow pan fry that in butter. And if you're going to use butter, just use whatever you're using butter, use the same amount of oil because it'll stop the butter from burning. Yeah. You know who's really good at cooking in butter and oil? Poor Bert. Last night, you know, he cooked Red Emperor in the, in, the, in the butter and oil mixture, and that came up a treat. But um, the different types of fish, so, like, you wouldn't – I gave somebody a couple of nice – medium-sized snapper. So they stuffed it full of onions, peaches, and something else. And I said, so what did the fish taste like? And they said, well, it had a beautiful peach flavour. And I went, well, but what did the fish taste like? And that's where you go to your comment of over-seasoning, you know? Yeah, yeah. It just, you don't want to drown drown the, the natural product. You just want to enhance it, and, and that can be the – a really, I mean, there's always going to be experimental failures when you when you're, mm. you're trying something new, uh, particularly with fish because fish, there's so many different grades of flavour in fish, and what might taste fantastic on flathead may not work on mullet or snapper. Yeah, exactly right. And so, so if I'm doing um, blackfish, sorry, I call them Ludwig fillets. If I'm doing Ludwig fillets, I take the fillet and then I skin it. 
and I take the, the the pin bones out, put that little V in the fillet, and I'll just peel them with salt and pepper, um, probably um, a celery salt, and then just a, a, a dash of um, dill, like dry yep. dill and butter, and they come up well. And just as you plate it, just a, a tad of um, smoked paprika, and that, that lifts it to another dimension. I haven't tried the celery salt. I'll have to give that a go. You, you've... Uh... You got my taste buds in action. When are you going to release a cookbook? Oh, well, legit. Everybody, like Graham Donaldson and a few others, the old ilk, are saying, when are you going to do a book? And like, people don't read books now. So I guess I'll just start putting stuff up on PJ's Fish in the Outdoors site, you know? Well, I'm telling you, here's the key, P- here's the key, PJ. People don't read books that often anymore, but they do read ebooks. And ebook publishing you can do yourself. It's so cheap. I know. I've done a couple of books myself. It's so easy to do. Is that related to an Ewok? (laughs) Not quite. Not quite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you can do them yourself. I think, like, I'd love to have, you know, um, some of your recipes on hand or maybe even even on your website or something, you know, or if you're doing them on, on YouTube, have a like a little, uh, I don't know, what a printout or something that we can we could grab because some of them are like just just your thoughts on the batter is, is stuff that I, I've given it a go a couple of times and I've failed dramatically at it. And, and I don't, I'm not the world's worst cook, I can assure you. And you, you can ask anyone I've cooked for, they, my food usually comes up pretty good. But with regards to batter, I've still been crash burned, die. Yeah, well, like, try just doing your normal flour, a bit of salt, and try with the soda water, Grant, and see how you go with that. Yeah, and the corn flour, the corn flour's just, yeah, it's got my, you, you, as soon as you said it, I went, why didn't I think of that? I feel like such an idiot. But See, the custard powder does a similar thing. Yeah. But it also gives it that beautiful yellow gold texture. Tell I'm absolutely salivating. Thanks, PJ. You've got me totally inspired today. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more. Children don't have an equal chance when they live in poverty. Like all children, eight-year-old Nick needs support to succeed at school. But despite his hard work, the support of his parents and teachers, he's still falling behind, all because he lives in poverty. But you can help. A tax-deductible donation to the Smith family will provide out-of-school learning support to children like Nick and give them the chance to achieve their best at school. Search the Smith family and donate by June 30. Say hello to Motorola Edge 30 Neo. Hello, Moto. Meet the phone that's just the right size for chasing your biggest aspirations. Motorola Edge 30 Neo. With a compact, lightweight design and cinematic 6.28-inch display, it fits comfortably in your hand without compromising what matters most. Your OLED display is backed by multi-dimensional Dolby Atmos sound. And you can even charge wirelessly. No hassle, no clutter. It's time to do big things. Find your edge with Motorola Edge 30 Neo. Hello, Moto. For ultimate braking performance on your off-road adventures, fit Bendix Ultimate four-wheel drive brake pads. Their high-tech ceramic formulation provides low dust and noise while delivering high temperature stability and exceptional fade resistance. They also feature our mechanical retention system backing plate for improved pad attachment strength. Bendix Ultimate four-wheel drive brake pads. Bendix, put your foot down with confidence. 
This is Bruno driving to the footy. Oh. And this is his cheap insurer reading the policy fine print. Clause 9D of your car insurance says you're not covered for thingamabobs. Thingamabobbed at claim time? Beware bargain insurance regret, Bruno. Choose Amy instead. Who pays out over 99% of motor claims? Amy does. Lucky you're with Amy. Acceptance rate for the 12 months up to 30 September 2022. Before buying insurance issued by Amy, read the TMD and PDS at amy.com.au and consider if it's right for you. Hot, hot, what have you ever seen? Rain comes on steady, hot and strong. It just keeps on and on. Rain's been proudly manufacturing here in Australia for over 80 years. Install a rain. Install a rain. So ask your plumber for Rain, Australia's number one. Trying to get to footy training on time. Leaving early to avoid peak hour traffic. Grabbing those last minute ingredients for tonight's dinner. Do it safely and with confidence on Maxxis tyres. Designed and built for delivering performance when you want it and safety when you need it. Maxxis tyres deliver great value without compromising on safety. Maxxis tyres. Find out more today at maxistires.com.au. That's M-A-X-X-I-S. Maxistires.com.au. 2SM. Sydney's Talking. 2SM. 12.69 More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network Thanks to Shimano Tomorrow's Tackle today If only I could go Would you like to go out to 938 Woodville Road at Villawood and see what's happening at a complete angler? I would love to Well let's talk to Mike Latimer Good morning gentlemen, how are we all? We're very good, how's it? Nice sunny western warm suburbs it has. It's been a lovely week, actually. This week of weather has been beautiful. We've had the nice warm days and pretty chilly at night. And, and more importantly, we've had fairly flat seas and fairly low wind conditions as well. So, Are the fish biting? It has been really good. Yeah, okay. it's really interesting because really this time of year, it really starts to taper off. Um, and it has been quite chilly, but... It's been really good, and and I think it's actually going to improve even into um, next week as well too. I think we've got the full moon, I think, on Monday as well, so we've got really good tides. Um, but, yeah, the fishing's been brilliant. It's been really good, nice and stable. The, the, the thing that's going pretty silly, there's a lot of stuff that's going silly at the moment, actually, but one thing that is really impressive and, and good to see is just the amount of um, the Jewfish reports that we're getting. So Sydney's been doing really well on the Jewfish front. There's just a lot of fish around. A lot of them are very small, uh, which is really good signs for the future, obviously. And, and obviously, there's been a lot of good work done with the stockings because um, I think we're starting to see, uh, I think a lot of guys are starting to catch them. Um, but yeah, just a lot of good numbers of just small jewfish, which is just really good to see. Um, so all the systems have been fishing well too. This is the interesting thing. It's been not just the para, it's been the Georges, Hawkesbury, uh, even a little bit in the hacking as well too. So it's been spread through all of the real major, you know, Sydney systems and both in the rivers and in the bays as well, which is really interesting. So um, a really good chance if you haven't done that style of fishing before or if you want to give it a crack, it's a really good time to give it a go now. We've got really good tides. Um, there's a lot of fish around. You, you're probably going to catch a few fish and it's probably going to be undersized, but at least you'll still get into that groove of, of how to fish for these fish because they, they are pretty special. Um, and hopefully we'll start to get some bigger ones as well too as we get into the winter months, which traditionally we do tend to get the bigger ones. So, Mike, one yeah. thing, the mortality rate is very high 
on dewfish. So what's the mm. correct way to handle one if you catch it, it's undersized and you are going to release it? Yeah, look, you just uh, obviously try to get it in the water as quickly as you can. That's probably the best thing and obviously support the fish. Um, and yeah, just try to get it in the water as quickly as you can. I think a lot of the problem happens when bringing the dewfish out of the deeper water as well. I don't think they handle, you know, that change in pressure as well. So even another thing when you're fighting, a, you know, even a fish, just don't try to winch it in, you know, just try to, it's a good, good technique actually to use on just about most fish actually. Um, it's just to slow that retrieve down as you're trying to bring it into the boat, just live, give it a bit of time. So yeah. I think that makes a big difference. And just, re- as I said, just releasing it nice and quickly. You know, if you're going to take a photo, and put it back you know just be organized and have your camera ready and chuck it in done and you know take a photo put it back and you know hopefully catch another day so okay the the handling of it you don't really want to handle it with your hands do you yeah exactly exactly yeah if you are going to handle it like then boga grips there's all different types of versions of lip grippers and stuff like that that can actually hold in the fish's mouth and that's a really good way to hold the fish um you can hold it there and just support it on its underbelly um but that way you know, you know the, the fish's mouth is designed to, you know, have stuff in it, sort of thing, so it can handle, you know, being gripped in that area and um, just support it so you're not breaking its, you know, kind of neck, I suppose, you'd class it as as well and, and get it in the okay. drinks. That's really yeah. encouraging for me, Blakey, because I, I always thought that was a bit of a soft option, using the mouth grip, so <laughs> me being as weak as I am, I've now got an excuse, Mike said to use it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just stick your finger in there, Grant. Don't worry uh, about it. Yeah, yeah, give me a, grab that little well, jaw grabber. You, 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 you can you can thumb grip it, and you'll have uh, you'll remember that capture probably for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> see, Blakey's not a friend, Mark. He's not a friend. I'm telling yeah. you. Let's just see him do it first, and then we'll go from there, right? Yeah, no, I'll no, I'll just show Grant the right way to do it. I'll, I'll get him to do it first. There's no problems. <laughs> but, but but other other species that's really going well too, and I mentioned it last week too, is is the ludic reports. Really, really strong reports as well. So that's another a good thing to see because we haven't had really a good luteric season last year was a bit of a blowout but there's just so many in the river um there's just lots so particularly the para and the georgians then river systems are just there's a lot in that system at the moment and because we haven't any rain as well there's quite a lot of weed around as well too so that's always been the hard thing is trying to get that weed for them but there's there's plenty of weed around until we get that rain that will We'll probably wreck it for us, unfortunately. But um, the alluded reports are really strong. Temperatures are definitely dropping in the river. I've been out in the river a couple of times this week, uh, obviously fishing for the jewfish, but the temperatures dropped down quite a bit. I've noticed it was about 13 degrees. So maybe the fish will start to slow down over the next month or so. But at the moment, everything's still very active. The brim reports, there's a few trailer getting around. It's all been really good. Um, the other one too that's probably picked up, and I'm not too sure again if it's that lead up to the full moon, but the hair tail reports have increased as well. As, as I said, I'm not too sure what's going on there because it's been so consistent all year. Um, but yeah, guys are getting quite a lot, and they're also getting them in the middle of the day as well, which again, I'm not too sure if it has something to do with the full moon. Um, maybe they feed during the day as well because they can't at night time. I'm not too sure. But um, hair tail reports have been really strong. Same as off the rock and beaches as well. The Taylor runs really good this year. There's quite a lot of fish in that 40 centimetre size. There's a couple of absolute brutes getting around as well too. I've had a couple of customers show me fish that were in that the high 50s and that need pushing 60 centimetres, which are proper greenbacks. Um, and again, we've been getting the reports from northern beaches all the way down to the Wollongong as well. So it's been pretty widespread up and down the Sydney beaches. And same as off the rocks too. They're still getting a few bonito and they've been really big. You know that they've been getting, but still plenty of tailor and salmon and things like that. 
And of course, the offshore stuff, it's been pretty quiet on the game front. We haven't had a lot of game reports. Um, we just go, again, we just go through that transition through the currents. So hopefully it'll be a few more yellowfins starting to show up soon. But the Kings offshore have been really good. There's been quite a lot of 12 mile, the mugs, uh, long reef, plunk hole, all them kind of deep water reefs that seems to be where the Kings are around. Um, and that deep sea um, reef fishing, you know, that 400, 600 metres of water has still been very strong too if you've got that top of gear, you know, to be able to get out there. Um, and also keep in mind, just a quick shout out for the trout. Obviously, the trout season closes next weekend as well. So uh, trout fishing has been fantastic. But if you are going to get out there and fish the rivers, it is all going to shut next weekend. So get out there this week. Uh, Sounds good. There we okay. go, guys. What deals have you got out at the shop at the moment? Oh, plenty of toys. So, yeah, we've actually got some <laughs> nice clearance. We've got some really good clearance at back here time so there's less for us to count so uh plenty of toys at 938 in uh, the city come up to the third floor in the Hillock building come up and say hello okay thank you for that mike you have a great weekend and you too guys enjoy okay. and he Bye. forgot lane cove don't forget lane cove good fishing up there <laughs> around gladesville been very good too caught some good jewfish there the other night just got to wait for the moon and the tides to be correct, Al. Yep, that's good. Now, now, with that interview when you were talking to PJ before, you cut me off on what I wanted to speak to you about. You said something about you feel silly all the time. It was, do you need a second opinion on that? Or is it stupid? <laughs> Ray from Blacktown. <laughs> Ray from Blacktown rang in and uh, Brenda's brought in a question. Light, fluffy batter. How do I make that? We, he, PJ did mention mention this. Oh, soda water. I was quite surprised, but it's quite logical, isn't it? Put didn't soda you know water in, and then you've got the is, carbon, bubble. The bubbles. The bubbles make it nice and fluffy. No, I didn't know. Al, he's You're living in fluffy. a bubble. <laughs> he's trying to live in a bubble. <laughs> uh, just sledge, sledge well, meal. You don't though. use water. You use soda water. So. No, whatever the mixture is, you're making type of thing. So um, whatever you need to keep it moist. But that's it. Just you don't make it, it too thin. No, if you, if you use water, it'll get too thin. The bubbles make it fluffy for Grant. He's a sailor; he needs to be fluffy. Yeah, fluffy. New name for his boat. This is getting <laughs> fluffy <crazy>. duck. <laughs> fluffy duck. Fluffy What's duck. the name of the boat? Yeah. Phoenix. Oh, the last rising. Rises from the ashes, mate. <laughs> you have little faith in my carpentry ability. <laughs> no, just your sailing. good bloody course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kieran, stick up Imagine for me. Imagine if oh, he was go. employed to build the ark. Yeah, We'd still good. be waiting. Yeah. Yeah. He's had more, there's more points to him than a porcupine. When it comes to reasons why this doesn't work and that doesn't work, and I haven't got this and I haven't got that, and I'm gonna, gonna, gonna get, get it Hang all. Hang on, Thor Heyerdahl never had that when he had the raft, the balsa raft, and went across <laughs> the ocean. Who's the hardest marker on me? <laughs> just, just, you'll be right. You'll be right. Knows. You'll be right. Have you got Hang this? On, have you got I'm that? The, have you got I'm this? I'm telling you to go for a sale first and get it all sorted I, out. I intended to. You tended to. Did you notify, notify all the other boat owners? <laughs> Notices to Mariners coming up. I'll be back with more of High Tide after the news.